Hi, welcome to This Is Your Book Club podcast. I'm Sarah. I'm Jamie. So good to be back. One Here year, baby. Woohoo! Boo Right? Those were fireworks. the fireworks. You knew. I knew. You knew where I was going with that. This is a year, Sarah. This is amazing. Can I just say, I never imagined. I don't think I looked farther ahead than the next month. Or even like the next week, because we barely knew what we were doing when we posted our very first episode. I know. We were just figuring it out and threw it out there. Totally. And it was like, we learn as we go. And here we are. I know. A year one later. Year. And having the best time with yes. like so many plans for more yes. episodes. 12 book clubs. 12 book clubs. I love it. It's been so fun. It has been so fun. We just are loving this. Thank you for coming along with us. Absolutely. Right? We love our listeners. It's so fun. You guys are the best. And thanks for participating in all of our giveaways How on fun Instagram. Has that been? We have loved it. It's like we are putting books into your hands. And audible books and oh, paper books. We need to do more audible stuff. Ebooks. We've really hit all it's been so fun. It has been the best. So so fun to get like new listeners. Welcome. Yes. And to all the people who have been around for the last while. You guys are awesome. Thanks for sticking with us. I know. It's the it's best. Awesome. But yes. today is our book club. Yes. It is our 12th, our big 12th book club. And we are talking about Fountains of Silence. Yes, by Ruta Sepetis. But before we do that, dun, 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 dun. we must uh, introduce June's book club pick. Which will come as really no big surprise because if we all know listening. I'm crushing I know. on this author. And we've been talking about the release of this book. So anxiously awaiting. And I know it doesn't come out till June 1st, listeners, but we can't wait till July to pick it as a book club pick. No. There's no way I'm waiting that long. So good luck getting it. <laughs> Malibu <laughs> Rising by Taylor Jenkins Reid. Woo, woo, woo. Wait. I love her, love her, love her so much. I am so excited about this book. Me too. I have seen it on a ton of lists this For year. For a really long time. Yeah. Like, the anticipation on this one so, is huge. I know. I'm on Goodreads right now. Yeah. And it already has 2,400 ratings. Why am I not one of those? Why have I not gotten a copy? Come on. I mean, I've publicly stated she's my author crush. Right? Come on, Taylor. <laughs> don't you know Jamie? I, don't you know me? <laughs> I'm kind of a big deal. Right. In this little podcast. She just wants to read your I newest book. I just want book. to read your books. I love it. I love your books so much. I love them. With those 2,400 okay. ratings, yeah, it has a 4.3 oh. stars. Whoa. Of course. That's good. Of course they do, because I've given all of her books five stars. <laughs> yes, you have. Every single one of them. That's a big deal for you, Jamie. You don't I give know, those I out don't throw nicely. Them out. And I'm wondering, I'm going to research it now. How many other authors have I stayed true to ratings book after book after book? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to have to look that up and let you know. I don't think it's often. Right. But Taylor gets my five stars every time. So the very first review that comes up on my yeah. feed for this book says, you say Taylor Jenkins read, I say sold. <laughs> that's it that's all you don't need to go any further past that review i kind of just that's thought you, that was great that's all you have to tell me you say taylor jenkins read 
I say five stars. There you go. Well, don't set your expectations I know, too that high. Is, that's my goodness. I've learned. I've learned right that I'll give. Like, yeah, I give these great reviews, and I'm like, oh, I love this book, and everyone else is like, eh. And I think it's because I oversell it. Yeah, that and that could be too. I've had that happen. I'm sorry. I just love her books. I know you I just do. love them. I'm very excited about this one. I'm going to make a chain like we did in like kindergarten when you counted down till Christmas <laughs> until June 1st. <laughs> I've got like Taylor. Eight, nine days. How many? I don't know. Taylor, I'm coming at you. Right? I love it so much. Do you want to know about this book? I mean, you already know. Yes. But maybe our listeners want to know. I want to hear it again. Oh, it's going to be good. Here we go. Okay, I'm listening. Malibu Rising. Hmm. Book description. Malibu, August 1983. It's the day of Nina Riva's annual end of summer party. Do you think it's Riva or Riva? How's it spelled? R-I-V-A. Riva? Oh, good question. I think like diva, so Riva. Okay. You want me to leave that in? Yeah. (laughs) You got it. It's the day of Nina Riva's annual end of summer party. You said Riva. Riva. And I said Riva. (laughs) Nina Riva. Well, Nina Riva? Like, isn't it spelled? Or is it Nina? Nina Riva. Is it N-I-N-A? Nina. Rivas? Let's say Rivas. Nina Rivas. Rivas. Okay. <laughs> Let's see if it's stuck there. <laughs> it's the day of Nina Riva's annual end of summer party, and anticipation is at a fever pitch. Everyone wants to be around the famous Rivas. Nina, the talented surfer and supermodel, brothers Jay and Hud, one a championship surfer, the other a renowned photographer, and their adored baby sister Kit. Together, the siblings are a source of fascination in Malibu and the world over, especially as the offspring of the legendary singer Mick Riva. Is that right? (laughs) Is it Riva? Rivas. Riva. I think because it has an S on the end. Rivas. Okay. Especially as the offspring of the legendary singer Mick Riva. The only person not looking for. <laughs> you said it again. Riva. I said Riva this time. You said Riva both times. What's it, what am I supposed to say? Riva? We've been, you've been saying Rivas. It's re. It's not. It's R- apostrophe I- S. Oh, it's apostrophe. Like the oh, Rivas. I was looking at this right here. The famous Rivas. Ah. It's Riva, not Rivas. <laughs> we can't have a book club podcast if we can't read. Okay. Names are hard. I know. Tell me what it's supposed to say. Okay. Especially as the offspring of the legendary singer Mick Riva. The only person not looking forward to the party of the year is Nina herself who never wanted to be the center of attention, and who has also just been very publicly abandoned by her pro-tennis player husband. Oh, and maybe Hud, because it is long past time for him to confess something to the brother from whom he's been inseparable since birth. Jay, on the other hand, is counting the minutes until nightfall, when the girl he can't stop thinking about promised she'll be there, 
and Kit has a couple secrets of her own, including a guest she invited without consulting anyone. By midnight, the party will be completely out of control. By morning, the Riva mansion will have gone up in flames. But before that first spark in the early hours before dawn, the alcohol will flow, the music will play, and the loves and secrets that shaped this family's generations will all come bubbling to the surface. Malibu Rising is a story about one unforgettable night in the life of a family, the night they each have to choose what they will keep from the people who made them and what they will leave behind. It sounds so good. I can't wait. Oh, Mrs. Reed. We are excited. Yes. That's an understatement. Right? Can I just say, too, that the cover is awesome. It's so inviting. I just keep looking at it. I want to go to Malibu. Yeah. And I'm not a party person. I'm an introvert completely. You you wouldn't want to go to their party? I want to go to that party. Oh, you do want to go to this party? Just, well, I want to know all about them and then go and watch them. Exactly. I just want to sit in the corner and watch. It, I yeah. don't want to be in on it all. No. I just want to <gasps> people watch. I'm really, 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 really excited. I can't wait. Um, people, four more weeks. Oh, we'll here's be a, discussing. Someone just said, too, in their review, I shouldn't be reading these. During my read, I cried a lot. I sniffled. <gasps> I giggled the sarcastic humor of the author. My heart warmed. I was mesmerized. What? Shaken to the core. What? I won't cry. I can guarantee that. But I will let you guys it reminds, know if I when ever you cried say a book. that. It makes me think of The Holiday. Have you seen that movie? I don't know. You haven't. You have. It's so good. It's old. What is it? Who's in it? Um, is it with Jack Black? Yes. Yes, I've seen it. And the girl can't cry. I don't recall that part, but that sounds like I'm in the movie. She has a physical It's like a big part of her. It's. I don't remember the movie. What is her name? I can't believe I can't think of her name. You'll have to cut this part out. Okay. It's holiday. Do you want the actress? Yes. Isn't it? um, Yeah, exactly. From that movie, Charlie's Angels. Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz, yes. So Cameron Diaz's character cannot cry. Ever since she was a child, she just like, she tries. And so in the movie, she, you can see her like in her car going, <laughs> like trying really, really hard to make herself cry. That's me. Like at a funeral, I feel like I have to pretend <laughs> so that I don't look cold hearted. I cry all of the time. I in case you were wondering. Don't. So it's like the boy that she dates, Jude Law. Is the character. Yeah. Or is the actor that plays this character. He is like me. He's like, I cry all the time. He cries all the time. And I cry all the time. See, we're a good match. Yeah. And they're a good match. I don't. I do. I sometimes wish I could cry. It because does not it's take a much. social thing. Like, socially acceptable in a lot of situations. And so you feel like and an I outcast feel not crying. judged. Yes. I feel like, when- why can't you just get it under control, Sarah? And I feel like nobody's watching. Nobody is even thinking about me. It's a very egocentric thing to think other people are noticing that I'm not crying. Nobody's worried about me and my not no, crying. But I'm me, wrapped up in my own. I'm self-conscious yeah. about it. Isn't that funny? Yeah. 
And I'm a- when I've cried in movies, I'm like, shoot, don't look, shoot, don't look. Like I don't want anyone else to see, see and I so want to stop so bad. And then I almost cry more because people are looking, and I'm like, they're looking at me. And I feel like I'm not crying, and everyone's noticing. No, I'm weird and that I'm I cry. Wishing that I maybe could trickle out a little tear. <laughs> Or because it's a dark theater, if I just pretend to wipe my eyes, does it appear like I'm crying? It would no work. Really I think it would work. Why do I care? I don't know. Anyway, it's that was weird. a little tangent. I'm weird. I okay. might cry, apparently. Well, let us know. We'll report back. Yes, we will. We've. You're going to have to wait four weeks. Yes. But until then, spoiler alert. <laughs> it's going to be good. Here we go. It's going to be good. The Fountains of Silence. Ruta Sepetis. Okay. I'd say the five star here is that I can say her last name without thinking now. So well, actually. Ruta Sepetis. She is an amazing author. Can I just say that to begin with? Yes. Please do. So many times the thought came to me. Like, she just has a way of um, creating these people that are, like, alive to me. Right. That you know. Yes. She's created characters that we all know. This is what it really makes me think. There's being a writer and coming, making up a story and being able to write it. Yes. And then there's a researcher ah, who researches. I mean, that in and of itself is a huge talent to be able to get reputable sources, reputable, reputable. Do I know vowels? Sheesh. <laughs> reputable sources. Yes. You know how to go about that. You're fact checking. You're deeping. You're digging deep into the history of whatever you're writing about. Yeah. Then taking all that information that you've gathered in an organized fashion of some sort, and then thread fictional story throughout it to tell this part of part his- of history. That's exactly that is so beyond true. just being an author. No. Well, and that, that you would amazing. get to a place that you felt like you knew enough. Exactly. You're to like be able to tell a story. Expert here. Yeah. In that. And not only has she done that once, but multiple times. Like I look at this and I think the knowledge is a life worth. Oh, a yeah. A lifetime worth of research. Yeah. And yet she's done it and written it into a historical fiction book. That for everyone all of us to can learn understand. From. Yes. Exactly. It's not a history book, which can be so hard to learn from. It's be heavy and yeah, and like she uses like the facts in her story, right? Like mm-hmm. she takes parts from like real history where people go to learn. Right. And I even thought it was cool in this one that she took actual little like newspaper clippings yes. or reports from people from who were people there, who were there. So fascinating. Not all the same people, but just different reports all over the place reporting on this specific topic that came up at that part of the story. That was really interesting. Cool way to give a different perspective on like what was happening. Yes. The political climate, what was being reported from different countries, both inside and outside of the country. Yes. It was so interesting. The story of what's happening. From the people living there yes. and their interpretation of what everyday life was like. So did you know much about this place and time in history? No. So Spain during Franco? No. None. None. Neither did I. I had no idea. This was nothing I've ever... I'm sure we touched on it in history at some point if I was listening that day. 
I don't, it didn't stick. Yeah, same. That's I how know, I felt too. It was very new to me. Yeah. I had no idea. My extent of Spain in history is 1918 Spanish flu. Oh, and that's you have it. learned quite a bit about that. Yeah. And only the only reason it's called Spanish flu, this is totally off subject, is because Spain did not get involved in the war. And so they were the only country that could write about the flu because all the other countries, because of propaganda and it would bring down their morale, were not allowed to publish or talk about the flu in reports. So Spain oh. was the only medical journals that was saying, you know, this is what we think it is. This is what we're thinking is happening. They had it in their, they're the only ones who talked about it. So they wow. called it the Spanish flu. How about that? As if it was only in Spain. No, but they were the only ones that could write about it and publish write about, about it, it and publish about it. Yes. Wow. Fun fact. That's all I knew about Spain. Yeah. I don't know much about and Spain. Wow. This was really eye-opening. I mean, Very I interesting. I really loved the characters. I know I kind of said this already, but like, I just felt like they were really well done. And I liked them. Like, I felt tied to them. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I wanted them to be okay. I wanted them to somehow break out of this regime so desperately. I had a tie to... Um, Nick? Yeah. Is that the main character or was that no, Daniel? No, that's Daniel. Sorry. Nick was his friend that was a Nick little was bit loopy at first that I was yeah. kind of... Um, I thought he was suspicious. Yes, that's exactly how yes. I felt about no, him. No, Daniel and Anna. Was mm-hmm. it Anna? Mm-hmm. I had a very strong tie with those two. That might have been it for me. I loved his parents too. You loved them? I thought they were great. I thought, mm. well, I mean, it's... I was iffy about them the whole time, too. Like, I liked them. What are you really doing? It seems sketchy. I was disappointed. Like the financial... Yeah, they kind the, of knew things were going on gasoline. there, that they made bad choices. But in their relationship with Daniel, like, I just felt like they cared about him. Yes, he wasn't super supportive, but I think that's normal for the time. Yeah. You know, we're back in the 40s. And you in exactly, the 50s. 50s and you do what your father did and you yeah. take over the family business. Right. And I can see that. I yeah, I wasn't I wasn't particularly fond of them. But I can see your point on that. Yeah. That's a good point. And and then I also really felt for Julia and a sister. Yes. Like she was strapped with this responsibility of keeping their family together mm-hmm. and keeping everyone fed and a place to live and all of that and feeling like not everyone was 100% on board with that. Right. And so she kind of had to be this... Like, I can't hold this together negative if we're not doing it. Yeah. yeah. And I felt like she didn't necessarily want to be that person, but she felt like she had That's to be... the role she was put in by the circumstance. Right. Yeah. So I felt for her. And I kind of... I wish she could have let up a little bit, but she right. never had that opportunity to just, like, be... Yeah, that was not in her cards. A woman, like herself, an individual. Right, and do her own thing or think of yeah. anything else besides the family. Yeah. yeah. So I felt for her, too. Yeah. And then, like, Nick was, like, crazy. I never could... It's like he was so great to Daniel and obviously so great to Anna, but also, like, everywhere else, kind of like a... Schmo. I don't yeah. know another word for it. Like, it's, yeah, just kind of not very reliable. Didn't always make good decisions. Like, what in the world was like having? He's like he didn't like his dad for a lot of 
the same reasons. I mean, his dad wasn't great for different reasons. So I shouldn't say it was the same reasons. Yeah. But it was like, but why wouldn't you make better choices? I was way less invested in him to even think those questions. I, I just could, was like, like, what are you doing? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I kept thinking Who, that. Yeah. I'm like, you wa- You clearly want to be a good guy. Just be one. Yeah. Yeah, I can see you. I can see that. I would say my interest in this book, Daniel and Anna. Yeah. And then the historical aspects of it. Those, well, the historical aspects of it were so fascinating. So fascinating. There were so many things happening Yes. In this time and place that I didn't even know happened in real life, and it made my heart break. Right. Yes. So what stood out to you the most? Like, what was the one that you were like, what the what? I would say the stealing the babies. D- yeah. Yeah. I mean, who can who can do that and not I mean, bat an eye? I know we both read before we were yours. Yes. And this takes us back to that woman goes in the hospital- they drug her, childbirth was done, and well, you were out. Your and baby then you died. wake up and your baby died. We're yeah. sorry. And then that's it. And really, they took your baby and put up for adoption. To make money. To make money. Which is exactly what these people were doing. And to put them into a household that's going to keep up your values. Yes, they did use that as an excuse. But when you, I feel the like it was money really about money. Doing, I think. I think it was both. I mean, yes, the money was. An, I, I mean, mean, think unreal. about Daniel's parents. Yeah, and they could afford it. They totally could afford it, but they're leaving. They're taking the baby out of Spain. Yes, and I thought that was interesting when they did take um, Christina back when mm-hmm. she was eighteen. That that's what one of the nuns or the nurse said to her was, "Have you are your Christian values still upheld? Are you uh, you know have you?" Stuck to your principles. And she was like, yeah, we go, you know, we're Catholic and we go to church. And that was like of biggest concern. So I do think it was very heavily religious purposes and then extorted with the amount of money they could make off of it. That is insane. I wanted to do the math because I know that it was like 200,000 of whatever their money was at the time. Right. Because they never did say, like, what that would be in dollars. I was curious. They were saying, they did account it to how much they would make in, like, five years, I think they said. Oh, yes. That it was how much you would. Well, that was for his camera. Oh, for the camera. So, like, he bought his camera for $300. So, there is not even in a lifetime could these. A common person be able to adopt a baby there. No. There's just no financial. These are the people they're stealing their babies from. Give them the money. Right. They need it. Oh, my gosh. That, to me, was so disgusting. Did you listen to her interview at the end? And she talks about that they were doing it to get the red out. Yes. And they were talking. When she used that term, I just thought, as if that's contagious or genetic or well, if it is genetic, then it's in her blood. It's not that's like true. You, you can't, can't get raise it out, it out if, of them. Right. That just I just was, thought that was so crazy. Yeah. I did not like that at all. And I felt like when he, at the beginning, he takes that picture of the nun holding the dead baby. Mm-hmm. Like, I felt like we didn't get really any answers about that. Like, you yeah, still kind of that? wondered and the, what was going on. Right. What? Because they weren't in the business 
to kill babies. They were stealing babies to put up for adoption. So why so did what she have was a the dead baby? Dead baby thing? I mean, they obviously needed to show the mothers a dead baby. Uh, maybe that's what it was for was so that they had. That's so, true because they did say when they brought the baby back to show her, it this had dark the same hair. Baby. Yeah. It was bigger and its toes were different. So they had shown her a dead baby. I didn't even pick up on that part. Yeah. They had shown her a dead baby. Yeah. A How different creepy. dead baby. Well, it's like when um, the cousin who worked at the orphanage, she they moved her to the hospital for that mm-hmm. time to help the mothers. Yes. And she opened up the cooler and inside was a dead baby on ice did you catch that and she was mortified and thought why in the world is it waiting are they waiting to take it to the morgue why is it just sitting here in a cooler yeah and then i thought to myself like what do they do it's cold and you hand this freezing ice cold baby to you wrap it in a blanket and pass it back to her dead babies would be cold they go cold pretty quick but but that cold ice chill i don't know i've never held I know dead bodies get cold pretty quick, but on ice, cold, it would be cold. that's different. Because you don't want it to be smelly. Yeah. Oh. And I, I would think the color and everything would be different. So to Ew. think that you have to have dead babies on hand for that purpose. That's so awful. awful. It is so awful. And then they have to pay rent for the grave. Right. And if that was so sad. So you're stealing their baby and then making them pay rent for a freaking grave grave that doesn't even really have their baby in it. It's empty coffin. And when you can't pay it, they exhume the body and rent the site to somebody else. Like, what do they do with the body at that point? They put them in a mass grave, they said. They dump it in a mass grave. That's awful. It is horrific. Is horrific. Ugh. Like it just humans makes me once so again upset. The thing that human beings have done and continue to do to other human beings. It's awful. For power, control, or to feel better than, or for financial purposes, all the many different reasons. Did it ever cross anybody's mind this is wrong? Well, yes. But they were not allowed to say anything about it because it's a sin to tell Question someone else's to, secret. Yes. So it's not their secret what's happening. They didn't do anything wrong. So they can't question. They can't yeah. tell. They Whenever can't, that little, the cousin went to. They are so heavily guarded. Yes. With their thoughts. Remember she would go to, um, what's the word, confession? Yeah. And she would ask questions and they would get mad at her and say like, you know what? Like curiosity. Like you shouldn't be curious or right. have doubts. Why are you doubting? Have faith. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was the one that got me was so whenever you bring a religious aspect in and you say to a group of people, you must not be as faithful or as righteous because you're doubting or questioning. That's ridiculous. And that makes you less faithful. So then they're doubting their own religion and faith in it. In it, Yeah. But the polio vaccines. I know it only br- touched oh on this for a little bit. Oh my goodness. But, but this was horrific. That took me down a little rabbit hole. 
Because... Well, tell them what it says in the book. It said, like... It said they didn't... Um, so... They said other places are getting, are the, getting vaccine, the vaccine. And it looks like it's working. But we are not because we... If you have faith that you'll be okay, you'll be okay. So we like won't God need a vaccine. will heal polio. God will in heal you. this. Yes. And it's based on your faith. So I went down a little di- I had never heard that. Here we had two vaccines that had been re- released worldwide that was preventing polio. Okay. It is eradicate- eradicating polio across the world except for in Spain, because they won't allow it into the country. Because they're so faithful. They're so faithful, they don't need it. God will cure them. So I kind of researched this, and it wasn't that they didn't bring it into the country at all. Your um, higher-ups... like In government? In government, they got the vaccine, and those that could afford it got the vaccine. So the rich people. So very rich people got the vaccine, and they, again making money off of it because they didn't make it free for everyone, which is a common thing when you've got a pandemic or a epidemic. Oftentimes in history, you'll see when the vaccine is released, it's made free as a public health service so that we can eradicate the, this the virus disease. or disease yeah. so mm-hmm. for the benefit of the people. If you put it based off of a price, you're not ever going to eradicate it because there are going to be people who can't afford it. And those are the areas that are going to get hit the hardest with that disease. So, so sad. It's free everywhere else. People are getting it right and left and Spain saying no, unless you have, unless you can afford it. Right. So when I did the research. Or you're important. It, or you're important. I bet they didn't have, the important people didn't have to pay. Didn't have to pay, but those that could afford to pay high power. I bet you're right. Yeah. I don't have any facts on that. But <laughs> they said between, and I think it was like from 1953 to 1960 something or 58 to 63. But in that window of when polio was hitting hard around the world, 12 to 13,000, I saw a couple different figures, children were severely disabled by the polio disease. <sighs> and when I say severely, like, in braces for their legs, unable to walk, uh, just awful circumstances. So devastating. And I think it said over 3,000 deaths from the disease. Not only that, but something, I mean, those are the numbers at that time. Now there's this like post-polio disease that they're finding in older patients who have had polio. Oh, no. That there is a later in life degenerative part of polio. So once they had it and they're disabled, they live with their disability for a really long time, but then they get this flare up later on in life and it starts, it almost just starts all over again. And those who were able to walk with a cane or crutches find themselves um, wheelchair bound or which that was, didn't, I mean, this was that I read was 2010 was when they, actually started recognizing it as a post-polio disease for those. So not only were they ill as children and childhood disease and had disabilities caused by it, but it affected them later in life. So one of the people they were interviewing was saying, 
I have learned to adapt to this disease in each stage of my life because it's not just it originally oh, hit and I got oh stuck with gosh. this, but it has it changed and they've had time. to change with it over time. Awful. Who does this for to a their vaccine people? that could have been free? You know what else I thought ah. was okay. So, oh, again and again, we're talking about all the ways that this dictatorship was horrendous. Yes, and. To see how the U.S. kind of turned a blind eye and even yes. benefited from... The oil cells. Yeah. And just the everything. different things that were happening And then you there. have to look at the rest of the world at this time. I mean, we're talking the 50s. So we're talking World War II. Yeah. And they totally isolated themselves and are not involved in World War II at all. Mm-hmm. And then you think, okay, well, other the U.S. definitely benefited from them. But look at all the other things that were going on that were right. taking the so attention away from couldn't. this happening. That's a fair. It was almost like a perfect storm. The rest of the world had so much going on. Here Spain closes down and does these awful things. Yeah. But in the context of everything else at that time period. Yeah. It was overlooked and not talked. And I bet that's and one we of the were reasons just re- we haven't yeah, I talked think, a lot about this. And this a lot was recovering, right? So like right. this point this in was, time was just after World after, War II. You're right. Yep. It was after and... But the, there was a lot of healing and recovery and that needed to be done. that was going on yeah. elsewhere. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's true. I hadn't thought about it from that point of view. and I But it did kind of make my stomach flip a little bit. Like... You knowing what's happening in this country, like, yeah, and what they were allowed to report, and it just made me really sad. And that, I mean, when we talk about this hotel that they're living in, this Hilton, right? Mm-hmm. That it, they're calling it the 49th state, which I thought was so interesting because we didn't have 50 states yet. Yeah, it's the 49th state in Spain as a hotel, yeah, and they're living these posh lives in Spain. That is so unheard of to the people of Spain. Like the fact that ice is such a big deal. And she talks about that back home, they make it in their own freezers in their own homes. They were like, that's such a big deal to them. And the toilet paper Mm. that they use this soft white toilet paper and not just newspaper. Right. Oh, that makes me really sad. And how do you go work there and see all these luxuries and then go home to what you don't have anything. Right. And I can understand you've never had ice. You don't understand the purpose of ice and why Americans need ice and everything. I think people still feel that way over in Europe. Right. Yeah. But toilet paper, as opposed to newspaper, you are going to notice the difference there. there. Yeah. Agreed. That's not just a way of life, ice or no ice. That is comfort. <laughs> totally. <laughs> like, totally. You are using newspaper. That's I know. awful, too. So... I want to talk more about um, Daniel's pictures. Okay. Okay. This is something that bothered me throughout. Okay. So he's he's taking his pictures, he's having them developed, and he's talking about them. And he's kind of being told after they're developed, like, ooh, you're going to have to be careful about those. Like, these ones are, you know, are going to yeah. be, um, what's the word? Like, they're not going to love these. Pictures, you need to be careful with them. Don't right. let the wrong people see these, whatever. Yes. But then he goes into his hotel room and tapes them up all over his wall. Like, what? I think he was extremely careless, maybe naive, ignorant at the seriousness. Yeah, maybe Of that what he was doing 
of putting the pictures up and what he was doing with Anna. But like, Anna he had knew. no idea. She knew. Yeah. She'd been in yeah. trouble before, you know, True. and still never but like yet she couldn't even say him. to him why. I think she did like we can't do that or I can't do that or we have to be careful or I can't be seen. She did here. say a couple times, but like, but she couldn't say why. No, she couldn't say so, why. I mean, again, even in her minor war, and I think that whole book was that way. We didn't really know why, why ever, ever. It was all just these little hushed innuendos of. This isn't okay. This isn't okay. Oh, don't talk about that. Don't talk about don't that. Don't go here. Don't question that. Yeah. Exactly. But I didn't even understand why I never really the whole understood. Book. Yeah, I kept waiting, I think, for like his pictures, because the three pictures were stolen. Why those three pictures? Like I know right. they kind of referenced it later when Anna was fired and stuff. And it sounded like it was a little bit connected, but but not really, really? clear. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a lot of questions about that. It also, like, when Anna got so upset and was like, the best thing you could do is leave me alone. Like, I don't know how her knowing him was the cause of her problems. Was right. it just the pictures? Because she was getting notes. Like, he already, the girl already didn't like Anna. Right. And I think it was just... She was never supposed to talk about anything or become friendly with any of them. So that right there put her in a precarious situation because she had become friends. And yeah. when you become friends, you're at risk for revealing secrets or being accused of or thought of as revealing secrets. Mm. And this is such a tight. Yeah. And you have to be so careful. So careful with anything you say. So don't become friends with these outsiders. Yeah. We don't even talk about it amongst our own people, our own inside people. Right. We don't talk about it. And if word gets out beyond that, there's huge consequence. So I think yeah. it was just the I kind assumption of, like, take of a talking. Deep breath. Yes. Is it really that bad? Is it real? Is that really what's causing you heartache? Like, well, and I think any little thing she could have lost her job over. Any little thing. Yeah. And they were so dependent. This was a good job. Yeah. This was totally not just better pay than a lot of other places, but opportunity. Right. Right. For, for the growth. future, for growth, mm -hmm. where that wasn't abundant amongst the other. Jobs. The area and the job jobs in the area. I did. Yeah. I did feel for her in that sense. But at this at that point, I thought, well, you lost your job. Like, if he goes away, yeah. are you going to get it back? Like, right. probably not. Well, and so the borders were closed. She was not allowed to leave the country. There mm -hmm. were no visas issued to leave, so she had no option, right, to leave. Right. He could have stayed. That really bothered me. Right. I know we kind of talked about it. like. Why did his parents insist that he go home? Right. Like, uh, I am a, I'm a parent. And like yes. when I brought my babies home, I didn't have like an adult child to help to me help raise my child, my that baby. That was not the need. I think for the mom, like probably more of, I finally have another child and we're going to be a family. But a few and weeks? Have, but he's 18. He asked for a few weeks. And he's going to go to school. Like, yeah. he's not like... 
they were insistent that he had to come he home had and to come help. Home with them right then. And I was like, and he didn't even argue. It was like, I gotta go. What? What was the urgency to leave? Did they feel like the baby was gonna get taken? Like they had to hurry and leave to keep this baby? The deal got finished sooner. Like the oil and deal, they, they signed sooner. And they, I think maybe his mom's help, that was, you know, a thing. Yeah. But why was the mom ability to not get pregnant or to be pregnant and then lose it? Why was that a secret? Why didn't Daniel know about any of that? I don't know. Like, they were so secretive with those telegrams. Yes. Was that, why? I don't know. Why did that even have to be a secret? Yeah, that did not make any sense to me either. Because that made it seem sketchy that they were involved to me. That, That's oh, yeah, why I didn't, like, I totally thought they were. I was not attached to the parents because I thought there was sketchy, illegal things going on there as far as oil and adoption going on. Or it that kind of she was pregnant and had a miscarriage. Pay. That they she... had to know that that wasn't like on the up and up. That they're buying a baby at this orphanage that much from money. a nun. Like, yeah. why would they need that much? So much money per baby. Like, you're in an orphanage looking at all these right. babies, and you know that's what they're being sold for. It's crazy. Give me a break. But when you have so much money and you just want a baby, do you even question? You probably. This don't. is my opportunity to get a baby. Yeah, you probably don't. And quickly. Yeah. I don't know. So sad. It just felt like the really whole, sketchy. Like, I don't want this baby. It looks too old. Or I don't. And even the the people who um, pretended to be pregnant because of the stigma of adopting a baby and not having your own. Yeah. So they would go around with pillows in and then be like, no, this baby isn't young enough looking. Nobody will buy this story. So then they're like shopping yeah. For the right look of a baby, the right size of a Which baby. Is so, oh, look, this baby is going to work. So now your baby died. Yeah. Your baby was We're perfect for what baby. we need. So now yours is dead. Yeah. It's disgusting. You can't just that take babies really, from people. That really, really was hard for me. Talk about trauma and generational trauma. Like, it does, yes. you don't just get over losing so a baby. did you see that coming with Julia's twin babies? No. You didn't see that coming? I thought something was up. Well, you knew but they I talked about figure Clover out like an old with baby. the toe. Yeah. So I knew that, but I didn't somehow catch on that it was the twin. No. They talked about how sometimes one of the twins would die, right? Right. And one would live. And they talked about that before, before you learned about Julia. But... I did not think that was what had happened to her. I did think something. I wondered if maybe she had lost a baby kind of a ahead of time. Yes. Like yes. before this new baby, maybe. Mm-hmm. But not, and I didn't was it see that. Puri? Perry? Puri? I can't. The one that worked in the. I can't remember the cousin's name. Because, yeah. It was their cousin. When she was so in love with Clover. Did she know? So to me, I was like, this is that baby that she was so in love with. They're going to go back and she's going to recognize this baby. I did not attach it to the twins of Julia's. Right. At all. Well, when Julia's baby gets sick there at the end, towards yeah. the end. And, and they don't take it to the hospital. They bring because- the aunt in to help. Because I think, obviously, they didn't take it to the hospital. Because last oh. time they were in the hospital, they lost a baby. Yeah. yeah. And they were suspicious. Right. So you can see why oh, I, they I don't trust. I absolutely wouldn't have. I agree with them. Right. Yeah. So, but, but they, the place the you go for in, help and that you should be able to trust and 
Yeah. You don't even... Anyway, go on. Yeah, ah. so like the cousin and the aunt come to help the baby with the fever. Uh-huh. And she gasps and is like... <gasps> like recognizes uh, the baby. Did you catch that. that? No, I didn't pick up on that. I was like... you, And she doesn't say a thing. She could have said no right there. No saying anything. Ever. I mean, it not that it would a, have been easy for them to take on another of baby. secrets, yeah. But true, that's true too. But you do, when it's your baby, you figure out a way. I mean, they would have. You would. And they would have preferred to have it back. Yes, they were clearly very sad. Yeah. So when, when Daniel goes away. Yes. Like overnight. Right. Come like back 18 years later. Yes, yeah. page. It's like you never know it's what been happens. Years. You never know where he, like, whatever comes of, like, obviously, you do learn that he does right. get the scholarship and he does get to go to journalism school and he does work for National Geographic. Like, you right. learn all of that. Right. But it's it's happened so, like, nonchalantly. Like, look, da da. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is over and now here. Yeah. Boom. Yes. Oh, yeah, my mom died. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I have an 18 year old sister. My sister's 18. Oh, yeah. I've traveled the world and. Done photo- photography for National Geographic, and now I'm yeah. back home because my mom died. Oh, okay. But even that, they don't even tell you at first. They're like, oh, you're taking, you know, you're working with your dad. So you think for a minute that he went home and worked f- yeah. for the family business. Right. Which was like, wait. Wait, what? what? This is ridiculous. I just felt like there was such, there was zero, trans. I mean, zero transition. No, there. it was, it was so like, fast. Table turned. Go. And... And it's like, oh, yeah, by the way, like, I never got married. And I still think about you this really girl. just hang on for 18 years. 18 years. I don't know. Like, and it, never marry. And never, like, try to, like, get back in touch with right. her. You've traveled the world for your job. You never thought to just jump back over to Spain to see just how to she was see doing? if, like, If you were still thinking about it. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Why didn't you? And they both, and I said this, like, they, Anna... Felt the same way, right? Like, yeah. she felt, like, totally regretted saying that to him and wished she had never told him to go away and stay away. Right. But yet, they both knew Nick, and they both were in contact with Nick always. They had, there was a connection there. Why didn't they find, like, check in on each other that way? Right. 18 years. That's crazy. If they, yeah, that. Like, and after her fortune She didn't changed. have a lot of resources. But I mean, Nick she had does. more so, but Nick had plenty of resources to track her down. And they clearly had a very good relationship. He would have done anything for her. Right. But he... And, like, when he, when her circumstances changed and she got... She was able to go to school and become educated and have a better job and do all these things. Why wouldn't you just see? This is... Yes. Here's question two, four, five, six, eight. Wherever <laughs> we're at in questions... <laughs> He had plenty of money when he left Spain. He knew how destitute they were. Could Don't nobody have left him some money? Seriously. Here, put food on your table. Seriously. Like, it was crazy to me. Here, I know where you live. He was like, I am in love with you. Yes, I care so much about you more than any other woman in the world that I won't even look at them. Right. And yet, I'm not going to give you a dime. Good luck in your poverty. And I'll just go home and be sad and heartbroken. That is not real to me. No. Right? No. No. Like, you knew that they were so desperate for money that they were selling the chocolates that you gave them. Right. The gifts. 
They they, sold they couldn't even gifts. eat the chocolates you gave them because that's how desperately they needed the money. Yes. No, you would do something to help. Give them a roll of toilet paper out of your hotel room so they can <laughs> use some soft toilet paper at least. Something. Something. So that really bothered me. And so like he goes back and there's all this like Just anticipation she's not of like poorly oh, starving. I'm going back while I see her. Right. And then like right away Nick's like, "Oh yeah, are you dating anyone?" "Oh, she's not dating anyone." "Okay, let's fix let's, you up. Let's get you guys together." And Why then, didn't you do that 15 years ago? I know. Oh, there you are. Let's make out. Just like that. That oh, kind there of you was are. like Let's go up to uh, your room. <laughs> kind of made my head spin a little bit. Right. I don't blame her. I Did blame they him. Still, I know. Did they still not have like um feelings about modesty and I mean I don't mean that in the dress. I mean that more in like in their act interactions with each other. Like after the 18 years had passed? Yeah, like in Spain. It was way like more acceptable S- to hug him in private in per- in yeah, public. In public. And go to dinner with him in public. Like such a change from the last yeah, time. Yeah. And seen so each other. so women no longer needed like an escort, I'm assuming. Yeah. And they and I think they even did say the women were dressed more flamboyant, like more color, more skin was showing. Very much, there was a huge difference in their appearance. Because I was like, the street. like, are we still? And, and I know that he had just died. Franco just died, but like he was hadn't been dead that long. It was only a couple days, right? And so I'm thinking, like, was there still that feeling of oppression? Like you were unable, so right? You wouldn't just switch overnight to be like, right? So oh, she's yeah, going to go. They're going to go back like to the room. Yeah, right. Like I just want to go. They, there was a lot of like talk of them just wanting to go to the room. Right. And I'm like, would you do that, or would you still be like, I want to be married? That fear would still a little bit be there. I would think. I mean, it's that, like if, for such oppression, the late what seventies? Yeah, probably. In so the it's seven, still seventy-seven. I mean, maybe there's a little bit of that's still like in the U.S. It was like free love, but like, what is that there? Right. Like, I would still feel like there's a lot of tradition. I, yeah, I think that's the exact word is tradition based off of. You know, so that kind of was confusing to time. me. Not yeah. that I didn't blame them. Absolutely. I mean, I was very happy for them and I loved that they were, that they together. were reunited yes. and together and yes, how that all too. played out. I love that. I just kind of thought, like, let's like put the brakes on just for a second and talk to each other. You've, you've missed. 18 right. years. Yeah. What's ha- like, you can't just wrap up 18 years in an hour long conversation. Like Mm-mm. let's take your time. How long is he planning to be there? Is he moving there now? Is he like what? He, but he's helping the yeah. family business. So is she going to leave? Well, she can get a visa now. Well, that's talking something about that, that she could apply for a visa and leave. So I just kind of had a lot of questions. And yes. then to learn that Christina was Julia's, Twin. Other twin daughter. Other twin daughter. Yeah. So that was, was it. Lolly. Yeah. The daughter. The, the, the daughter other, that the they twin. kept. I wonder what um, Christina's name was. What name did they give her? They what never they did talk about they didn't that. Say that. That's a good question. Hmm. And I just kind of felt like, like I wanted more. Like I wish we could have. I know that that's 
not what the story was about was right. this reconnection. Right. But I did. I was interested. But they in went that. all the way back to put it in. I yeah. I wanted. I, I mean, they kind of just left you hanging, there. right? Like yes. they got to see her from across the room, and mm-hmm. then dun dun dun. Yeah, you know, like you take it where you want to go. But I wanted her to tell me where it went. Right. Not come up with it yourself. Yeah. You're the writer. Yeah, I'm not. So I thought that was, I wished, I wished for just a little bit more insight. So that was kind of where I felt like I was left questioning a lot, which maybe that's just the way Spain is because of everything that's happened is that everyone is still buried. All those answers are buried because I felt like I didn't understand really what happened with Franco. Right. Like what exactly I think he we, was you get ordering. thrown in in the middle of what's going on. And mm-hmm. that, because I didn't have a lot of background knowledge here, we're just picking up on things as it goes. But yes, some background knowledge of Franco. Mm-hmm. I have questions. Mm-hmm. And then um, maybe like whatever came, like they said that they've discovered that the baby's were being stolen, but then what? Like, right. what did they ever do about that? They mentioned another country that this had happened in and they how they had set up, was it Brazil? That they had set up like a genetic... Oh, DNA testing. ...center where you could... Try to reconnect. Trace. Yeah. Yes, and then they did talk about, in her interview at the end, court cases that they were, there were lawsuits because of and this. And that was in Spain? In Spain, yeah. That they had, they had tried... Um, the first lawsuit against um, against the organization, and that it had displaced three hundred thousand. Was oh my that gosh. the number they said? I can't remember. The exact I think they number. said three hundred thousand babies. That's insane. Do you know how many in this heartbroken people there are? Oh, that's a lot of babies. That's a lot of displaced families. Then did you get? And then Ju- not Julia, the cousin was like questioning. About whether she was herself was adopted. Yeah, and there was. It did never. I mean, really they make it sound like she was. Yeah, but they ne- She never for herself like got that answer. Got that answer right. I I kept confusing the cousin P- Puri Puri. I can't. I can't. I can see it spelled, but I yeah. couldn't repeat how they were saying it. Yeah, which makes me feel silly every time I try. Um, I kept getting Julia and very confused like interchanging them and so i got confused with those two characters often like i thought anyway my brain yeah. kept going back and forth and then rafa <laughs> i was going to talk about him. a little bit confused about that character and that storyline my thoughts are well there was was it fraga was the bullfighter was it fraga something yeah and then Rafi or Refi, Ref, Rafi, Rafa was the brother. That it was just Julia and Anna's brother who was like promoting him and helping him become big. Big, yes. I was just kind of like that was, was a sideline story that I was confused about a lot and wondered what the importance was of the story to that. I think the story could have held up on its own without it. Yeah. It wasn't like, um, I I thought he, but, it was interesting for a minute, but I still was more interested in what was happening with everyone else. Yes. Like it was like, okay, I, I yeah. I wasn't interested. 
I almost felt like we're in Spain. We have to put a bullfighter, a bullfighter in here, or it wouldn't be true to the era. They did talk about However, like like the cousin <clears throat> talked about how she loved seeing bullfighters and how attractive yeah. they were. Yeah. And their clothes and their all their so like the fancy, there was that reference cakes, like maybe the... that would have been you know because she and she so like the Julia was a seamstress and she would make their clothes so yeah. like yeah there was that I don't yeah. know that you needed uh, to your point yes well and that and that's just my opinion too I really felt like there was the there other were so type. many different storylines like that yeah. back like outside of the hotel those other familial storylines that I know they were related to Anna and it, it wrapped everything up and gave a bigger picture. Yeah. But that was one I was just like, wait, what? Yeah. And I do think it gave us like, it gave you a tie to the empty coffins at the graveyard. Right. Like they were that. How awful. The coffins were too light. That was heartbreaking to me. Oh, again. Like they charging make, families they steal, to bury yes, they steal their baby and then make them pay a fee to bury an dead. empty box. You That's think they'd disgusting. at least cover the charge because they've so stolen awful. their baby? They'd be like, "We're going to give you, I don't know, a scholarship for the cost of the funeral." It was so awful. That was just a, everything about it. It was just like disgusting. Disgusting. It made me just want to cry. Yeah. And to think, like, there are points in history that are so worse than today. It's a good reminder. I mean, reminder. we're in a good place. Even with the craziness that's going on, we're in a good place. But 50 years from now, what are we going to look back on and be like, that was so awful. <laughs> yeah. Can you believe they had to deal with that? Right? But we are. I do think, though, you have to take it a step at a time. There, you just can't change the world in one day. Right. And so we have to be, we have to recognize the steps of progression. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's very true. And have hope mm-hmm. that it's progressing. That all these little steps that, that we're, we're making each day. Yeah. The mistakes we'll end up made. Making a bigger difference later. Yes. Yes. Learning and growing and changing. Ugh. It was a really sad part of history. It made me really sad yes, for that time. Yes, I agree. To be so silenced. Yeah. And you hear about that in a lot of other countries at this era or just before. And I I mean, here's another place. Added another to the list. forgotten historical story mm-hmm. and people mm-hmm. that Ruta so beautifully brings to light. And tells I their know. stories that they weren't I don't know able how to she tell. Does it. Like she's yeah. a magician. She really is. So good. Yes. So tell me, what did you rate the book? I gave it three stars. Same with me. Did you? Yeah. Okay. We're right on. It's Spot hard on. to compare to other Ruda books. I have to say I'm the same thing. I'm a huge Ruda fan. Yes. And I I I'd have to look it up, but I pretty sure I gave Between Shades of Grey five stars. I think I did too. And I've read Salt salt to the Sea, Salt in the Sea, Salt to the Sea. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what I gave it. Um, but I just think you look at Between Shades of Grey, you just can't compare. 
Just, no, that's true. That one is just so. And I think you can tell in her writing that she had a personal connection. I was just going to say what, okay. that. It, yes. It was her family, her history. History. And I think that shows in the book. Yeah. It just shines mm-hmm. because of that connection, I think. She, Where this was I a agree. little more disconnected. Yeah. And she makes this point. When in the author interview at the end, she says when she was learning about this time and talking to people and doing interviews, what she heard all the time was like, you don't understand, right? Mm -hmm. You can't understand. And so she really took that to heart and chose to do it from the point of view of Daniel, right? Right. And having it some an outsider coming in so that it it's what it's it would be like for most people reading this book would be like an outsider. And so when I heard that and and thought about that, it was like, okay, an outsider coming in really doesn't would not understand. Have and I think a full understanding. Yeah, that was a lot of lot of the book. Not for me. Trying not to understand. Trying to trying. understand. And it just you just can't wrap your head around some of it. Yeah. Because you haven't lived it. Right. There is no way to understand another person's situation, especially anyway. Yeah. And then taken to this level. It's, it's outside of so anything. much more than we could even imagine. Right. That they would live like that. Right. And have these things happen. Absolutely. You know, building this memorial with slaves, yeah. slave labor, right? Like, I'm going to imprison you because you have different political views than me. And mm-hmm. I'm going to make you build a memorial to me. Right. Right. It's crazy. Because isn't it that is where he was buried? Yeah. Ew. So gross. Oh. <sighs> Anyway, very good. Fun to read. Very fun to read. It was. I'm glad I finally can check this one off my list. I know. Me too. Because it's been on my list for so long. Too long. Too long. long. Um, Excellent. It definitely left me wanting to know more about Spain at this time period. Me too. Which is what I love about historical fiction. I feel a little smarter. You know what? I do too. I feel like I love even more historical fictions that aren't World War II. Absolutely. Because there's such Which a there's huge so focus on there. Where there should be. It was horrific. It was. And it's big. But there are there's so many more eras things. that I am interested in. Well, that I just don't know about yeah. yet. Like, tell me about yes. it. I, tell me all the other things. I found that I'm way interested in that. I right. thought I needed a break from historical fiction. But I think it's more, I just needed a break from World War II. Historical, historical fiction. fiction. Yes. Yes. So, anyway. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much. I hope you read along and can listen to this now. And if you have your own insights, please share them with us. We love hearing from you. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can email us at thisisyourbookclubpodcast at gmail.com. We love talking to you. It's been so fun to see all of you participating in our 12 days of giveaways, celebrating our one year anniversary. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for participating. Thanks for another year. Share, share, share. I know. Tell your friends. Yeah. Thank you to Amphibious Zoo for our music. Absolutely. And we'll see you next time. I'm Sarah. And I'm Jamie. And And this this is your book book club. club.